This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. Like, you can, in some English songs, you can get the expression into the song with uh, dynamics and vibrato that comes from the melody, but in Irish it really comes from the words. And the words cling to each note in the melody in a very special way. And so I think that makes it all the more special when you meet someone who has Irish ancestry and who wants to feel that connection to Ireland. And you feel like you're sort of the intermediary between their past or their ancestors and, and, their, and their life here. It's March 17th, and we'd like to wish a happy St. Patrick's Day to all who celebrate. St. Patrick's Day, or the Feast of St. Patrick, is a cultural and religious celebration that recognizes the death date of St. Patrick, the foremost patron saint of Ireland. St. Louis has long boasted a strong Irish population, dating back to the early 19th century. The city doesn't have as many first-generation Irish immigrants as it used to, but there are still strong cultural ties in the city. Emer Arkins, a St. Louis transplant from Ireland, is working to strengthen those ties. She's lived in St. Louis since 2016. Between tours, both nationally and internationally, she teaches at St. Louis Irish Arts, a school dedicated to the instruction of the music and dance of Ireland. Emer is currently performing in Oregon, but she had a moment to speak with producer Emily Woodbury about what St. Patrick's Day means to her. Here's their conversation. Emer, welcome to St. Louis on the Air and happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day to you too. Thank you so much for having me. You've lived in St. Louis for about seven years. You're originally from County Clare in Western Ireland. When you were growing up, did your family and friends recognize St. Patrick's Day? We sure did. Everybody in Ireland recognizes St. Patrick's Day. Um, I think as a kid, you recognize it most because you get a day off school. So that was always something to look forward to. Um, So regardless of when St. Patrick's Day falls, if it happens to fall on a Saturday or Sunday, you'd still get a day off school because usually you'd either get the Friday or the Monday. So we always looked forward to St. Patrick's Day. Um, And it's a day of celebration in Ireland. Even in the smallest towns and villages, there's always something to celebrate uh, St. Patrick's Day. So it was always something we looked forward to. Um, It was also... St. Patrick's Day often falls in the middle of Lent, and um, as I'm sure you know, Ireland is a very Catholic country, and you get a special dispensation on St. Patrick's Day. Um, So if, you know, like a lot of kids give up candy and chocolate for Lent, um, but on St. Patrick's Day, you would be allowed to break your Lenten promise and have a treat. So that was always something to look forward to as well. (laughs) A day off school, a a day reprieve from Lent. Um, I can see why that would bring a celebratory spirit. Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, at school too, there there would always be something in the lead up to St. Patrick's Day, some art projects or um, music projects or something like that that we would be preparing for the day as well. So it was always a time of celebration and, and a day to look forward to. When did you learn about the origins of the holiday? I don't know exactly. Um, I think uh, they've always been in the back of my mind. So I probably learned about them at school. Um, 
you know, we we learned that St. Patrick uh, was born in Wales um, and he was taken to Ireland um, as a slave. He was captured by pirates and he brought Christianity to Ireland. And of course, he used the shamrock to explain Christianity. So the shamrock was always a central feature of the story and something that we talked about a lot and things that, you know, a shamrock is something that we would have drawn and all that at school. Um, And the shamrock also appeared on the day itself. You know, traditionally, St. Patrick's Day is a feast day in Ireland. It's a feast day for the saint. Uh, And so people often celebrate the saint by going to Mass. And at um, the church door, there would often be a bucket or some sort of vessel containing a lot of shamrocks. And people would then attach them. They'd be blessed by the priest and they would attach them to their lapel or to their hat or to their collar or whatever, you know, to sort of an expression of St. Patrick on that day. Are there cultural differences between how the holiday is recognized here in the States and in Ireland? That is a good question. I think there are. Um, well, I had never seen green beer until I came to America. <laughs> um, um, I guess in Ireland, it's more of a community uh, celebration. Not that it's not that here. Um, I guess the celebrations, the communities are bigger, so the celebrations are bigger here in the States. But um, in Ireland, you know, the smallest towns and villages have St. Patrick's Day parades. And they're not necessarily parades with very big floats or... Um, you know, huge displays. Often it's just like the local football team marches the parade route, followed by the local um, music group, followed by the local um, women's group or whatever. Um, so the, the celebrations, I guess, are smaller in certain parts of the country. Obviously, we have big celebrations in Dublin and in the cities um, themselves. But yeah, here the celebrations are huge. They were they're they're um, mind-blowingly big. You know, they're. I don't think we realize how big they are in Ireland. I certainly didn't realize how big a deal St. Patrick's Day was until I came to America. <laughs> you know, I I did hear once from an Irish comedian who is now living and working in the States, and he said that actually in Ireland, um, until the 1970s, St. Patrick's Day was more of a day of you know quiet religious reflection. But then people from Ireland who came to America during, you know, March, they saw the parades and celebrations and then kind of the American tradition of partying on the holiday started seeping into Ireland in the late 70s and early 80s. Is is that does that ring true to you? Have you heard that same sentiment? That, that's cor- I, yeah, that's correct. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, I believe that um, up until the 1970s, alcohol and the consumption of alcohol and sale, well, not the consumption, but the sale of alcohol was prohibited on St. Patrick's Day because it was a holy day. Um, so that actually does ring true. And um, so after that, then um, it became more of a, a party scene in Ireland on St. Patrick's Day itself. Um, interestingly, I think the night before St. Patrick's Day in Ireland tends to be a bigger celebration, particularly for Irish people, knowing that they're going to have the day off work or school the next day. <laughs> Well, Emer, you are a multi-instrumentalist, you play the fiddle, you're also a singer and a dancer. How are you recognizing St. Patrick's Day this year? Well, today I am very far away from Ireland itself. I am actually in Oregon. 
and uh, I will be performing in Bend, Oregon this evening with a group of performers that I tour with regularly. Uh, we do a, a Christmas show every year called Tomoshin Foley's A Celtic Christmas, and this is our sort of all-season show. It's called An Irish Rambling House, and we'll be performing in Bend this evening. So, yeah, quite quite a ways away from, from Ireland, but um, the landscape is not unlike Ireland, and the weather tends to be pretty similar to Ireland as well, so I don't feel too homesick today. Well, I would love to listen to, we, we heard a little bit of your music here at the beginning of the show. I would love to listen to a little bit more. This next track features you singing the Irish language, also known as Gaelic. This is Slán Lemoy. having a bit of a moment right now. The the 2023 film The Quiet Girl is the first Irish language production to be nominated for an Oscar. And you, you know, sing Gaelic. Um, when did you first learn to speak the Irish language? Well, in Ireland, everyone, it's a compulsory subject in school. Um, but I was in a sort of unusual situation, I suppose, for someone who was not brought up in an Irish-speaking region. Um, but my mom was an Irish teacher, and so um, my brother and I and our neighbours actually attended an immersion school in the nearest town, and we called them Goyle schools. Um, so uh, I, my, from my very first day of school, that's when I started learning Irish. Um, and Irish was not my first language, um, but we did speak a lot of Irish at home because my mom was an Irish teacher and I also had an uncle who was an Irish teacher. So we spent, we, we would probably use more Irish than the average uh, family. Um, but yeah, I've been learning it since I was, since I was a kid. What makes it an enjoyable language to sing? I think some of the songs that are in Irish, the, the way that the words fit the melody is is very different to English songs. Like, you can, in some English songs, you can get the expression into the song with uh, dynamics and vibrato that comes from the melody, but in Irish, it really comes from the words. And the words cling to each note in the melody in a very special way. Um, and 
I've always had a really deep connection to some of those Irish songs. Um, and sometimes I find them easier to sing than the English songs. It's easier to immerse yourself in them in some way. I'm not sure why that is. We're talking with multi-instrumentalist, singer, and dancer Emer Arkins. Emer is from County Clare in Ireland, and she's shared traditional Irish music, song, and dance in St. Louis for the past seven years. Emer, what brought you to the Gateway City? I was on a tour of North America in 2008 with a group from Ireland um, put together by Coltus Kiltory Aaron, which is the international music organization that promotes the um, promotes Irish music, song, dance, and the Irish language. And we stopped off in St. Louis for a performance, and we had an extra day to spend in St. Louis, and I really enjoyed it. And then in when I was in college, the opportunity to study abroad presented itself. I am a graduate of University College Cork, and my university was twinned with St. Louis University and you know I'd been to St. Louis for all of two days but I preferenced that on my list of choices knowing that there was um, an Irish music scene in St. Louis and in particular an Irish music school St. Louis Irish Arts. So I studied abroad uh, for a year and loved it here and decided to come back to go to graduate school. Um, I couldn't find a program in St. Louis as itself for graduate school, so I ended up studying journalism at Mizzou, and I would travel back and forth between Columbia and St. Louis um, to play music and um, to meet up with people that I had gotten to know in the city, and I graduated, and I, I thought my time in St. Louis was, or my time in Missouri at least, was over. But my brother then decided to study abroad in St. Louis. He studied at UMSL for a year. And and so I stayed while he was going to be studying abroad. And then I'm still here. So he left, but I didn't. <laughs> well, we are glad you are still here, Emer. And, you know, there are many people with Irish heritage living in, in St. Louis. I, I wonder what has it been like to connect people with the culture of their grandparents, great-grandparents, or even great-great-grandparents' homeland? Um, you know, St. Louis doesn't have a lot of first-generation-born Irish people, or at least not the same amount as in Chicago or Boston or New York. And so I think that makes it all the more special when you meet someone who has Irish ancestry and who wants to feel that connection to Ireland, and you feel like you're sort of the intermediary between their past or their ancestors and, and, their, and their life here. And so it's always... Um, it's really joyful to, to bring that to, to someone and to give them that sense of connection to Ireland. And it's great for me as well. Um, it really helps to curb the homesickness at times. Um, and certainly being able to play music um, in a city that appreciates Irish music and to stay connected to Irish music, Irish culture and Irish people um, has really made me feel so at home in St. Louis. Whether someone is of Irish heritage or not, um, how would you suggest they engage with Irish culture, maybe today, this weekend, and even moving forward? Well, uh, St. Patrick's Day is a wonderful day to celebrate Irish culture, but, you know, celebrating Irish culture does not need to be confined to one day a year. 
so my suggestion would be if you want to engage with your Irish heritage and your Irish culture, look to see what else is happening in the city, wherever you are or your town throughout the year. We are really lucky in St. Louis to have a number of organizations that promote the expression of Irish culture. We have a great Gaelic Games Association. I've already mentioned St. Louis Irish Arts. If you are interested in music and song and dance, there are a number of other Irish dance schools in the city. Um, there, there's so many things happening throughout the year. There are concerts, uh, there's Irish music in a number of uh, pubs throughout every week. So we have, uh, I'm sure some people are familiar with John D. McGurk's. Um, there's also Irish music at Pat Connolly's Tavern on Fridays, at Riley's Pub on Wednesdays. There's O'Connell's, um, the Scottish Arms. So there's lots of music happening throughout the city. And celebrating Irish culture does not have to be confined to today. We talked a little bit about the Irish language or Gaelic, um, and I wonder if there are one or two words you might leave us with that we can bring into the weekend and even past the holiday. Absolutely. Well, I know slanta is one that people are familiar with, which means to your health or cheers. Another one, another great expression that is very useful is go rev ma agat, go rev ma agat, which means thank you. Uh, so that one is applicable year-round. And um, you could also wish someone a happy St. Patrick's Day by saying, La, Ela, Padraig, Hanna, Rett. Emer, thank you for talking with me today. And La, Ela, Padraig, Hanna, Rett. Berev, Mila, Mahagat, Emily, Augustanathi, Nefela, Padraig, Earth, Freshen. Thank you so much, Emer. Thank you. That was Emily Woodbury's conversation with Emer Arkins, a multi-instrumentalist, singer, and dancer from County Clare, Ireland, who now lives in St. Louis. This episode was produced by Emily Woodbury. Audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our production intern is Avery Rogers. Alex Hoyer is our executive producer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Our podcast proudly supports St. Louis artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis.
Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.